what is going on, man? This, I will tell you what, thank you so much for tuning in today. This has been awesome. So awesome. We're only at episode three, but I'll tell you what, the first two episodes have been going gangbusters. Gangbusters. If you have not watched the first two episodes, go back as soon as this is done. Go back and check it out. Kurt David just blew it out of the water. He blew it out of the water, man. It was such a great interview. I had such a good time. And so many people who have watched it have gotten inspired. I got a text on the way in today saying, sorry, G, I'm a few weeks behind, but I checked out the Kurt David thing, and it got me fired up. It got me fired up. So make sure to go back and check that one out. Following that, Trevor Staples, Tony Hawk Foundation. And it was just awesome talking about 80s punk rock skateboarding and how he moved into teaching and then into working for the Birdman himself. So if you have not checked those episodes out yet, please do. Please share them. I want to make positivity go viral. That is the goal here. And so with your help, we can do that. We can totally do that, and I'm excited to be a part of it. You know, I'm, I'm just a facilitator here. My job is to bring in people to inspire you. That is my job, and I'm honored to have that job. I'm psyched to have that job because the guests are going to be all over the map. I mean, we go from Kurt David, who is an Emmy Award-winning TV guy, to Trevor Staples from the Tony Hawk Foundation. And today, today I have a very special guest in studio, and I'm going to tell you about him in a few minutes. But before I do that, let's really, really focus on making positivity go viral. Every time you look at the news, every time you, you dial into something, every time, it's, it's always negative. It's always a bunch of BS. And so let's make positivity go viral with the drop-in and NRM. These studios, the people behind the glass, everything we do here is to inspire you. That's our job. That is our job. And if you can help us get that across the world, man, it just makes it easier. It just makes it easier. And that's why I wanted to really do this. You know, I've been working with, with these guys for about eight months now, and we finally got, got the ideas, got everything put in line, and the guests are stacking up. They are stacking up. I got a text message today from Doug Smith. He's up in Ottawa, and he broken back, broken back, NHL or broken back. They said, you will never walk again. In eight years, he didn't believe it. He did not believe it eight years later. He's back on the ice skating. And he is going to be on our show, The Drop-In, in the future. So make sure to stay tuned because the guests are all over the map. They are all over the map. Make sure to check out the Kurt David interview, the Trevor Staples interview. And today, today I have a very special guest. I have a very special guest. You know, Mike and I have been friends for a little while. And um, getting to know each other, we've been doing some things together, talking about some big things together, and it has really, really been, uh, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, because we've been through some tragedy together a little bit, you know? We broke our legs three days apart, uh, and then dealing with that, and then moving forward, I mean, he has been down on my porch rocking out, and today's guest, Mike Leslie, from Candlebox and the Mike Leslie Band. Google it right now. Check them out. Wiki them. Do all that stuff. Check them out. Um, he is in studio today. And you're going to see some live video. You're going to hear some stories about different tragedies. You're going to hear him play live in studio here at NRM today. One of a kind. 
So make sure to have your phones recording it. Make sure all that kind of stuff, because it's a live concert here on the drop-in today. And so, without too much more, because it's going to be a good hour, and we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Without too much more, I want to introduce you all to my very good friend, Mike Leslie. How are you, sir? Hi, Gerald. Hi, everybody. Yeah, how was the dri- how was the drive in, brother man? It was great, man. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's been going happy on? Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm very happy you are <laughs> I'm so here. So happy for you, man. This is such a cool show. Well, you know, when I started uh, putting down the guests and and figuring out who's going to be on this first season of the drop in, you were you were at the top <clears throat> of the list. You know, we've been, we've been pre- talking about this for a long time, and it's it's just really cool when you just at skate park talking, and then you see it. And it's like, wow, now I'm here. We're doing it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We we definitely are. That's really cool. Um, But, uh, you know, we're going to start because I want to get this out of the way. Yeah. Get 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 something right out of the way. I brought up that you and I had both broken our legs three days apart, yeah. and I was I was I'm gonna frame it for you, and then I'm gonna let you go. We got some sure. photos of you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was emceeing an event in Huntington Woods, uh, Michigan, and it's it's an older older skate park, and uh, we're we're moving along, and Mike's psyched. He's fired up. He's skating the contest, and it's the jam. It's the finals. He, it's the finals of this event, and he's channeling his inner Andrew Reynolds, and and he does a frontside flip off of off of the bowl into the deep end, and uh, and it was one of the worst things. I didn't even look at it. I didn't even look at it from then on forward. Ended up being a compound fracture. It, it was the gnarliest, one of the gnarliest things I've ever seen in my life, and um, and now we're we're coming up on a year. Since Almost, that happened, yeah. it was June 17th, I believe, and, um, and, 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 you know, titanium rods and all this kind of stuff. So, Mike, tell me, let's talk about the recovery. We, we have an accident's an accident. Let's talk yeah. about what you're doing, you know, physical tr- uh, therapy, all that kind of stuff. How's that going? Um, you know, I've had some incredible help. Uh, a lot of it's, you know, just getting up and out of bed and dealing with the pain. I still got that all the time. Um, but just, you know, I've had the best help, like Chris at DPT is amazing, helping me learn how to walk again, which when when you're, like, coming from your leg, just seeing all that happen, and you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to walk again. And then you see the surgeon's report of, like, all the things that could happen. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to do skate or play any sports walk have a normal life again and so chris is saying like yeah dude you know with your the way you do as much as you want to do and you just you know you got to be driven and want to do it and he's like i don't i don't think there's anything you're not going to be able to do so that that really helped all the people at beaumont helped me out um and it's really across crazy. the really yeah. Mike across the world because yeah. if if I was dorking around on a computer the other night you know yeah. and and if you search Mike Leslie leg you see like the crazy oh outpouring of support from across the whole globe yeah it was just the, this last year has been just the craziest time of my life and it's been the most downtime I've ever had you know so that's I, I couldn't you know I. I was I wasn't doing very I was had so much things going on in my head, 
you know, I had no business doing that trick, you know, and I don't know what I was thinking. It was just bad, bad time. And, you know, I just made, made a bad call and, uh, uh, yeah. And then just right from then on, just the outpouring of everyone just, just helped people just, people just want people to be okay. You know, I'd never experienced anything like that. And it was, it's just amazing. Still every day, it's like I, I I have to make sure I'm okay so I can, you know, keep helping other people. Yeah, know? the support like, the support's been incredible. It really has. And I'll tell you something else. Like Mike was in his recovery mode, and and I had recovered pretty quick. I was I was back to skating, and he'd come out to the <laughs> skate park and hang out. He'd yeah. he'd be on his on his walker or or his knee scooter and videoing or or trying to do like one footed kickflips and stuff off his off. It was he was coming out to get the positive vibe to stay yeah. in the flow and not just sit in a corner. And so I'm sure that was huge in the healing and the recovery. <laughs> it was huge, man. And I remember thinking, like, you know, it was so crazy. I was like, what, three days apart, both, you know, you snapped your fibula off or something like that. And, and it was like, dude, what's the universe trying to tell us right now? Slow down, <laughs> we're, man. We're, we're getting kind of old or something. I don't know. No, slow down. It was, uh, yeah, it was my my life is it's it hasn't been that long but it's been you know it's it's i've redone everything i've made so many changes uh for myself and my health and just I, it caused me to relook at everything and it's it's been a really positive thing right on right on man That's and uh you know you and i got put together by a mutual friend yep. and she reached out to me and she said listen i got this i got this buddy and and he's sort of famous and he <laughs> he wants to get back into skating you know because skating was such a huge thing in your life and and living the life of of the rock star yeah you know you wanted to get back into skating and that's how you and i i remember the day yep. we met in uh farmington hills michigan which Riley. is about an hour outside of detroit and they have a world-class skateboard park there you and I met there and um, and just rolled around a little bit, and that was the beginning of, of really an awesome friendship. You yeah. know, we, we've talked about so many different things as far as mental health awareness and doing some different things out there in the world to help everybody else, to help to really inspire uh, the people around us, the people, as many people as we possibly can. But I want to talk about a little bit about okay. how you started skating, man. How, how, how did your passion for skateboarding start? Well, I've always been kind of a punk, you know? So just the whole philosophy of skateboarding is just, it's really just a punk rock DIY thing. And I've always been kind of that. I was into punk when I was a kid, being like 10, 12, 11, I don't know. And I started skating, and when I when I do something, I usually I just go all in with everything I do, whether it's music, art, and skating. I was just like, I have to be the best right now, you know. And so when I used to do competitions when I was a kid, I wasn't like all around like great. What you like like you, I was not a professional, but I was like, I'm gonna do something big and um, make a big scene. You know, I've kind of lived my whole life like that. And I would do, like, just crazy frontside flips off of huge things. I'd go off of huge stairs. And, uh, you know, I, I've always kind of had more balls than brains, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, and then going into music, 
I, even when I went on tour, I would always take a board with me. We'd have a day off, and you know, everywhere I'd go, I'd find a skate park. And even when we didn't have it, if I had time off, I would find a skate park. Like in Montana, uh, Jeff Amont from Pearl Jam has a bunch of skate parks there. You know, just be in the middle of nowhere, Montana, and be like, all right, me and the merch guy are going skating all day, you know. And everybody else is like, you guys got to be careful. You have to play guitar tonight, you know. Right, right. Yeah, so don't break any thumbs. One time I, I broke a... Right before a tour, I broke my thumb on skating. Mm. And is I just, they're like, yeah, we could put in a cast or uh, or there's nothing else we can do. And so I had to do the whole tour with a little bit of pain. But oh, my. I got, I got through it, man. <laughs> you know, nothing yeah. like a broken leg. But so it's it's still, you know, and then um, I don't know what my future is for skating. Uh, I love it. That's why I still come and watch you skate. You know, I'll still come to Ann Arbor, to Riley, Modern. Um, I just, I love the whole atmosphere, man. It's such a positive thing, especially, like, helping me um, get off, you know, uh, just not not drink and stuff like that. Because, like, I know when, when I was drinking, I just, I couldn't, you can't skate, you know, properly, at least, you know, even hungover. So it's... It's a great thing to keep a clear mind. You know, you have to be your best mentally, I think, when you're skating, you know, every well, five seconds. There's a lot going on yeah, when you're riding a skateboard. You got balance. You got this. you be pretty clear-headed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, um, again, we're sitting here with Mike Leslie from Candlebox and the Mike Leslie Band, if you are just tuning in. And uh, it, it, it really has been quite a journey. You know, Mike, he, he, the compound fracture is crazy. You know, you now have titanium yeah. rods. You're now bi- bionic. You are now bionic. I am bionic. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's been a journey for you because the recovery, and, and you've been killing it, killing it playing guitar. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I mean, every time this guy sits down with a guitar, it blows my mind. It really does because we were in Detroit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story right cool. here. We were in Detroit. We were going to meet and just talk some business in downtown Detroit. And he has his guitar. We get done with the business. He's like, let's go walking through here. And there's a vendor on the street. There's a vendor on the street. You know, We're talking punk rock, rock and roll, Mike Leslie. There's a vendor on the street selling uh, like... African gear, the, the you know, yeah. yeah, and and Mike just sits down, sits his, sits his little amp down, and just starts crushing it. Where the people who are working in the vending uh, area, they're dancing and singing along. I'm, my mind is blown because he starts rocking like some some Bob Marley, and then goes into some Motown stuff like seamlessly, like he's been practicing it like. For hours before we sat down and I know he wasn't I know he wasn't and I was just like what the like that isn't human that is not human to be able to do that and the dude I, uh, every time I see him play we did an event together a month ago for the Make-A-Wish Foundation I was emceeing Mike opened the show and crushed it, and you're gonna see him crush it here in a little bit. Uh, but it's it, it you, you blow my mind every time, Mike. Every single time. And I I've been a drummer 20 years. I've seen a lot of musicians. Best guitarist I've ever seen in my life, Mike Leslie. Um, 
it, it, it really is an honor, especially when I get to sit down and see you play. So I'm, I'm excited like a little kid today because you're <laughs> going to be playing here. Uh, it, it's going to be a good time. And I, uh, so anyway, um, let's get into a little bit of your musical journey, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, but before we do that, um, I want to thank somebody. And, you know, um, this show is a labor of love for me. And the support has been pouring out from so many different people to support the show. And uh, PKI Logistics out of Tennessee, um, it, it really is awesome. You know, I, 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 get, I get a little teary-eyed and a little emotional because uh, Stephen reached out to me and he said, I love your message, G. I love what you're doing. I want to help any way I can. And he owns PKI, and they're an amazing logistics company. And he just said, I want to help. This positivity thing, I want to – he has a similar kind of mindset as I do. We have to reach as many people as we can. And so he, he stepped up to the plate. PKI Logistics is a huge part of why we're here today. And so make sure if you have any shipping needs in, internationally, no commissions, they do a great job. They can ship anywhere dial 844-391-8819 and and let them help you out because they're amazing people doing some great things and i'm very thankful that they're part of the drop-in here at nrm studios so thank you steve thanks pki you guys rule um amazing stuff and that's the reason we can have mike leslie here in studio today so i'm very thankful again because i'm like a little kid i get to see one of my favorite rock stars rock in front of me so um back to uh yeah. back to how you got started how long you been playing guitar mike uh since i can remember did you come out of the womb like with a little ukulele Pretty or something much. <laughs> my, my mom uh i think my mom got me my first guitar when i was four like real guitar I asked for Christmas, and I think I had a toy one before that. <laughs> so, a long time. It's just, yeah, out of the room, probably. When did you decide, like, it was something you loved, something you wanted it to be part of your life for the rest of your when life? When I was about 14, 15, starting high school, uh, new school, not a lot of friends. I played guitar, like, all day, every day. That's all I did. And... I've always just kind of known that's what I want to do. Something with music, you know? I don't know. Pro skater, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was looking up some numbers today, and I don't think they could actually quantify what the actual number is. But if you want to be a rock star oh and, and, and sell out arenas, it's like one in ten and a half million. I think that's your odds. It's insane. One in ten and a half million. It he is, did it. I, I, I have done it. It's it's crazy. And and when you when I was gathering material for this this uh, show, I, uh, I I really haven't looked back in a long time. I've always been like, all right, what do I have to do next? You know, what's my next goal? So I was looking back, and I'm like, wow, you know, putting myself in that mindset. And I was like, wow, I did do that. I did do that. You know, and it's and being a in a artist and a creative person and, and just you're your own worst critic and it's like oh it's still not good enough you know but somebody else looking outside can be like oh my god he's done this and it's like yeah yeah that was good but you know i, I still got a ways to go so but thank you so much 
I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for being here today. You know, it, it was something I was looking forward to, and and the you know the show is 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 getting gaining its own kind of pulse, its own kind of life, and yeah. and the guests really are what what are carrying it. And we're in episode three here, and already the bar is set so high. Yeah, the bar is great. set so high, and it continues to get raised. And and so thank you for taking the time to come down here, hang out with me for a little bit, shoot the breeze talk history, talk skating, talk yep. music. We're talking a little bit of everything. This shot here, I love the energy. I love the <laughs> energy. I mean, uh, I don't even know if you can even tell where that is, but uh, the the energy behind that, it, it, it's pure passion. It's a little, probably a little bit of anger, a little bit of this, a little <laughs> bit of that. There's a lot of emotion going on there, man. That was at a music festival Um 2014, I think. I, I like that shot because, not because of my, yeah, I, I, I'm having a good time playing my guitar, basically. But that's like, that was me when I was like, yeah, I'm going for this. I'm nuts. You know, I was wearing the stupid necklace that I found. That t-shirt was a handmade t-shirt by my buddy Xander in Michigan. I think, uh, yeah, he hand drew that. It's just a couple. But that was me. Like I like supporting my friends. I like the do-it-yourself thing. And then, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear the flashy earrings and the fake gold thing. And it's so, it's like a dollar store thing. And I don't care, you know, it's stupid, but whatever. And that was a cool show. And I'm, sometimes it's like, yeah, I was like bursting with energy. And, and I just get in front of people and I'm like, check this out. You know, this is what I love to do. And hopefully you guys love it too. So that's what that picture is. Right on. It's funny. Right on. Let's talk a little bit because I, I, I talk a lot about uh, following your passion and, uh, yeah. oh man, we got to talk about this shot because <laughs> is that chili? Where's no, that? No, that was uh rock Lahoma. No Like way. during a tornado. <laughs> I kind of edited the picture to make it look scarier, but uh, that was one of my, first big shows with Candlebox and that that was that was a dream that wasn't even real you know you got the crazy power stance dude <laughs> like that's like straight up like KK Downing Judas Priest um, like that's sweet yeah I get, you gotta do it you know <laughs> and how many people were watching you that there I don't know the exact number that felt like 50,000 maybe Wow. It was, it was, Rock, Oklahoma is huge, and you can't, it was just a sea of people. It was us, uh, Anthrax went on right after us, and Godsmack and Lincoln Park, and that was the main stage, and that was, that was a great lineup that year, so, um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was one of my first big shows with Candlebox, and it was like, here it is, dude, you better be ready, you know. Dude, the- <laughs> The weight of that energy, I know you probably didn't feel it because the adrenaline and everything. Yeah, just but pure adrenaline, man. 50,000 people, and you know their eyeballs are all watching you. Yeah. Like, how do you not? Like, I have goosebumps right now just talking about it. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's that's, you know, what is it, 14.7 pounds per square inch is what the, uni- the uh, atmosphere is putting on you, 14.7 pounds. That has got to be multiplied by... 50,000. Yeah. yeah. Greatest feeling ever. That's why I've, you know, I've been through a lot to get to that point, and it was worth every single second just for that. 
Yeah, yeah and I want I want to ask you about that, you know, because I know about your journey, but our viewers don't know about the journey, how you got to Candlebox. And I, 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 you know, in a nutshell, because we only have an hour. We only have an hour. Mike okay. and I could fill up like, yeah. I don't have enough fingers to tell you how many hours we could fill up here, but we only have one hour. Give us in a nutshell, because I know the story, you know the story, they're going to know the story now, about going out to California, then coming back, and then playing for Kevin and getting the job. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy story. I would not recommend it <laughs> to anybody, but it's okay. I live it. I, I sacrificed myself so I could tell the story. But yeah, I, so I started, I, uh, you know, when I was, I was ending college, and I was like, you know, I, this is great, whatever. I don't want to do anything else besides music in my life. You know, when you're you're a kid in your early 20s, it's hard to think in the future too much, you know. But I was like, all right, I'm going to give myself five years and try this Mike Leslie thing, you know. And so I did that, and I had a bunch of songs, and I got, you know, a band together, some amazing people, and we just um, put out a few albums I tried, I went to every single show. I was like, all right, how do I get in this Detroit scene? Because this is like the greatest music scene ever. And so I went to everybody's shows. I introduced myself. I gave out demos. Um, and people are like, how did you get on this show? How did you get on this show? And I'm, I'm like, I just asked, you know? <laughs> like, I wanted it. And when it came time to, like, the important thing is, it's like once you get it and it comes time to, like, doing it, like, dude, that's it, you know. Every show is your last show, you know. You never know who could be watching. That's the biggest thing. And so when it came down to it, you know, I'd put to uh, some tours together, played some festivals outside of Michigan, and then I was like, I got to go out to California. You know, I heard that's where you go find the gold or whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And then, uh, so yeah, I went out myself, I rented a van, just bummed around, lived in a van for a while in the summer, you know, I had a lot of help from people, I didn't really know anybody out there, but, and I got this, uh, you know, uh, the last gig I got was at the Whiskey, and um, and people were like, well, how did you get that gig, you know, and it's like, well, I just asked, you know, to be on, and I said, this is what I'd like to do. And it was with uh, the band Fuel, Royal Bliss, and Robbie Krieger from The Doors. That's a pretty big lineup right <laughs> it was there. crazy, man. At so, the Whiskey? At the Whiskey. Like right on. The famous Whiskey where The Doors were the house band. And so I'm just playing with all them. I'm hanging out with Robbie Krieger, who's one of my favorite guitar players of all time. The Doors are one of my favorite bands. That was, that was the most surreal thing ever. Everybody was at that show, including a few people from Candlebox. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, through some mutual friend, friends, you know, we just kind of kept in touch. And then Kevin was doing a solo, you know, uh, tour, had some solo shows here. And he was like, hey, why don't you come sit in? And I was like, oh, my God. You know, Candlebox has been one of my favorite bands since I was a really little kid. And so that was like, sure, whatever, you know, me. So I sat in, played some songs, and we just gelled, I guess. It was like, yeah, I've been listening to these songs my whole life. It was pretty easy for me. Um, and then we just kept in touch, and 
you know, when he came back to Detroit, he flew back in, and he's like, hey, meet me um, at uh, some bar downtown. And uh, before he could say anything else, he was like, hey, do you want to be in Candlebox? And, and before I could even think, I just said, yeah, sure. You know, I didn't have time to think because opportunities like that to be in your favorite band just don't come every day. <laughs> uh, usually. usually never. And, yeah, from then on, it was... It was uh, it was like kind of like an autopilot, you know. I, I couldn't really sit down and really think of the gravity of everything. Like, wow, you know, this is amazing. I get to join my favorite band and get to do everything I wanted to do and just sweated and saved my ass off. And everybody said I couldn't. I, I get to do it now. I didn't really sit down and think of that. It was just, all right, time to get to work, you know. Your second show is in front of 50,000 people, so... Wow. That was your second show in front of 50,000 people? My second show. Man, you had to have your big boy socks on for that day. Yeah, I had uh, bell-bottom leopard pants. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even picture you in bell-bottom leopard pants, man. Oh, yeah, I made them myself. They were great. (laughs) Oh, my. It's like, yeah, this is, yeah, black, and then black laced-up pants, leopard bell-bottoms on the bottom, funny uh, leather shoes and uh, yeah, I was like, all right, rock star. I guess this is what rock stars do, right? I don't know. So you were all in, all, <laughs> I was, all in. I was all in. We ended the set with uh, Guns and Roses, Paradise City, and I tried my best to do Slash, and it was uh, yeah. And then I walked off stage, and I was like, did that really happen? And well, that has to be like I mean that's a life highlight, really. I mean, but uh, I know what I asked. You know, when we were emailing back and forth. I asked you to send over a video of a highlight, and um, and we have that clip. And um, you know, we're gonna um, get it up here in a minute. But okay. uh, you know, playing your second show in front of fifty thousand people with your favorite band. Uh, I mean, the only thing I can relate it to is is the first time uh, there's a gentleman named Bill Danforth that called my house, and my mom's like, Bill Danforth's on the phone, and I'm like, oh my God, Bill Danforth's calling my house. Hey, Bill, what's up, dude? How's it going, man? You know, uh, and I'm just like, oh my God, it's Bill Danforth. You play your second show in front of 50,000 people, gotta be mind-altering. I checked out this video clip, and this is just unreal. Unreal. I mean, we're gonna open and Dave Cruzen's there. Yeah. Dave Cruzen is playing. I mean, it's 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 really amazing how how you go from uh, set, uh, you know really risking it all to go out to the West Coast to within a very short period of time you're playing these giant shows with people who you've only heard yeah. on the radio really. So let's check this video clip out and um, we're going to play about a minute and a half of it, rock out a little bit, let our audience hear. Uh, so here we go. It's got I can't even put words to it, man. I really can't. From Seattle, Washington. Best known for his work with Pearl Jam on 10, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Cruzan. We'd like to play you guys a special song. Do you mind? Do you feel like singing? Do you like Pearl Jam? All right, then.
Like, that is unreal. To be able to stand on stage, uh, I I can't even imagine what that would feel like to be playing with your favorite band, playing a Pearl Jam song. I mean, Dave Cruzen, for crying out loud. And, and you have told me that dude's an, an amazing person. He's an amazing person. He's one of my favorite drummers of all time. Uh, Pearl Jam 10 is one of my favorite records ever. And I just, I couldn't, you know... Uh, I flew out to, I, the next time I went to L.A. It was for Candlebox rehearsals, and hey, we're you know rehearsing at Dave Cruzen's house. He's joining the band with you too, you know. I'm like, oh my God, okay, cool. And he's just like the coolest guy ever, and you know one of the most talented drummers and musicians I know. And I get to stand next to him and play rock and roll. Well, and see what's rad is you're one of the most talented guitarists I know on the planet. I get to sit next to you in the NRM studios, and uh, and you're gonna play something for us, huh? And I got I got to tell you guys, the Mike Leslie band, his original music to me blows the doors off a of Candlebox. That's just my personal opinion, and uh, he's gonna play for us here right now. What are you gonna play, Mike? Um, so this whole recovery time, it's I've had a lot of. What have I been doing this whole time professionally? I've been writing a new album, polishing it, um, and I don't know, it's, I guess it's a new sound, but it's just me. It's my most honest work, and uh, I hope, yeah, I like singing it, and I hope people like listening to it, so. Well, here you go, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Leslie. Take it away, my friend. This song's called uh, Sunday Sun.
anything Life only comes in all hands and never seems enough We can only share this fucked up little pond Cause I belong, I belong, I belong with a broken hearted I belong, I belong in the Sunday sun We can share smoke and a drink and leave it You guys got to see what I was talking about. Like, that's freaking amazing. That is freaking amazing. I mean, there's no auto-tune. There's no this, that, or the other thing. That's raw. That's raw Mike Leslie. So, you hinted at a new record. If your fans are watching right now... What is the time frame behind that? How many songs you got? What, what 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 is your... What's in your head, man? It's a good question. <laughs> think about, about the it. record. About the record. Yeah. No, no, I think about it every day. I want to do it right. Uh, I get a, I, you know, I got a second chance at life and everything, and and I, I, I you know, the industry's so hard. I contemplated just taking a lot of time off and uh, almost retiring. But I was like, you know, I, you, you play music, you do art, you skate because you have to because you love it. And it's inside of you. You have to let it out. So uh, this whole winter and, and just this whole year, really, I've just been gathering material and polishing everything. I play play maybe like five nights a week, whether it's just shows, uh, open mics, whatever, just practicing it live. So I think uh, yeah, the next step this summer is just to get in the studio, lay it down. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, and I think the groundswell, especially, uh, we'll say, around the Metro Detroit area, the Midwest. I mean, you played Callahan Hall. Yep, that's, a, that's a pretty big deal. That was, that was a great show. Yeah. And then you went out to New England. How did. did that go? That was amazing, too. Um, I just, I try to keep in touch, you know, whenever I tour, I try to keep in touch with, you know, as many people as I can. 
and uh, some awesome people were just like, hey, man, we'd love to have you back, you know, and, and I was like, great, I guess, you know, it's time to get back to trying to be a professional. So I went back there, and it was, you know, it was, it was March 1st and still winter, so it was, it was cold, but people just, people came out, you know, and I played my ass off, so... Well, your sound is very unique. You're again. I'll say it. The Mike Leslie band, I think, blows the doors off Candlebox. Just saying, my personal opinion. No offense to any, you know, Kevin or anybody else uh, in Candlebox cruising. No offense. Just my personal taste. The Mike Leslie band. Um, you know, we talked broken legs. We talked skateboarding. We talked music. There's something else I'd like to touch on. Yeah. And over your time, you know, your downtime as you're recovering, you've been doing some amazing painting, some commission work. You guys didn't know. You didn't know. The man is an amazing artist, too. Thank like, you. a lot of people don't know that part of the Mike Leslie story, so we're going <laughs> to tap into it a little bit here. You know, I just saw, what I see, uh, Kid Rock Eminem thing, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you did a lot of cool stuff, so... Um, Let's talk about that a little bit, man. Uh, yeah, so um, I've always, uh, I when, I when I went to college, I studied mostly art, you know, and I never thought, nobody ever said, hey, you can actually make a business out of this or anything like that. I just, I love doing it. It's something I've always loved to do. Um, so obviously just being laid up for a while, I, I needed to do something creative, uh, I'm writing an album, and I just uh, I happened to fall just kind of fall back on it, and I started painting, and then I'd never really done oil paints, and and I uh, just one day I just tried it. I did it, some stuff, and I posted it online, and people were like, wow, that's that's amazing, you know, and and I just got a lot of positive feedback, so I kept going, and then. People are like, oh, how much are you selling for that for? And I never really thought of that before. And so, and I just kept going with it, and I still do it today. It's been able to support me pretty good financially, you know, extra stuff. Gives, gives me more savings to save up for music and stuff. And then it's just, it's always good to have a creative outlet somehow, you know, whether I'm writing or music or painting and stuff like that. I guess I have a style, you know, I don't know. No, you have a very cool style. <laughs> and the thing that I found is is when you're passionate about anything, when you're passionate about anything, if it's if it's skating or it's music or it's art, whatever it is, people are drawn to that because yeah. it's real. It's yeah. real and and like you said when somebody said how much how much is that painting? I can't put a price on passion. Yeah, like yeah. I can't put a price on it. You it's, know, like uh, well, the canvas cost about 22 bucks. I had about $30 in paint. The brush, I'm going to use it again, so I don't have to charge you for that. I guess the raw materials are $52. I guess the painting's $52. You know, like, how do you calculate that? Because you love to do it, so it's effortless. You know, it really is. Yeah. Uh, I draw as well, yeah. and that's the way I feel. You know, I can I can draw, and, and it's fun, and somebody will say, that's cool, and I give it to them. Like, yep. I don't know what to charge for that because it's, it's therapy, it's meditation, it's a creative outlet. There's a lot of things it does yeah. for me, you know, and I'm sure it does the same for you as yeah. well. And it's, it's when I hand the paintings to people, like, sometimes people are like, hey, can you paint a portrait of my friend or this is me and, you know, Kid Rock or, or somebody. I do a lot of Detroit-themed stuff, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm from here, obviously. And, um, but, yeah, seeing the look on people's face when you hand them, like, painting it's 
it's priceless. You can't yeah. put a price on that. You know, it's amazing what that does for people. And I love, I love to do it. You know, I just, I think art is when you have all your pain, you know, it, you just got to let it out somewhere, you know, and it's a, it's a pretty more constructive way to let it out, I think. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. And then as you evolve down that road, for me, as I evolve down that road, now people can look at my drawings and it's about it's about positivity. Yeah, it's about dude. reaching out. It's a, I never thought I'd be able to draw another thing when I uh, got out of my little depression funk in my 20s. I'm like, I ain't going to be able to draw again. And now I'm finding like that the pen does some amazing things when you're positive. It really does, man. Yeah, it's very cool. So we're sitting here with Mike Leslie. And if you're just tuning in, you know, we we showed video of him playing in front of 10,000 million trillion people all over the world with Candlebox. He played live here. Uh, the Mike Leslie band, amazing stuff. You're going to have to rewind this show because we've touched on so many different things that you can't find on Wikipedia. You cannot find it if you Google his name. You can only get it here on the drop-in. And uh, So thank you again, Mike, for coming to the NRM studios and and hanging out with me. Uh, I'm going to be a little selfish. Tony, can I be a little selfish? There's Tony's sitting here with us. He doesn't come on camera, but he does a lot to make this magic happen. And I'm going to be a little selfish. Can you play another song? Sure, man. Yeah. Like I said, I'm like a little kid. I'm just stuck in this body. But And if you watch uh, the past episodes, you'll see the same thing. I talk about it a lot because it, it's like a little kid in a candy store. I get to get to have people that I look up to in <laughs> studio and uh, get to hang out and talk with them. And they get to play music. And one of the, the most talented musicians I know is sitting right with me right now, Mike Leslie. And he's going to rock for us again. What, what are you thinking for, for our next number what here, Mike? What do you want to hear, man? You know, it, it's player's choice because I, I like, uh, I mean, uh, I like the Mike Leslie band. You know, it, it, I, if, I, I don't know, you know, what are you feeling? You know, you do an awesome version of Outshined. I think that's a <laughs> rad cover song. Um I, I like Sunday Sun. It's a great song. But um, you know what? Play what you're feeling right now. I always like to challenge myself, too. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Um, I play a song uh, I wrote. I don't... I, I, I just got it back. Started playing. It's really hard for me to play. I was in a really bad place in my life when I wrote it. and But I think... I don't know. I think it's good. <laughs> I'm sure it's hard. It's... it's really hard to sing and play. It's it's, but it's the most realest thing I've ever done. So that's kind of what I'm trying to build my career on nowadays. You know. Right on. Um, it's called Spin the Bottle. Cool. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Leslie. <clears throat> I was born saying to the bottle inside I was cold and I shivered too numb to cry Now I'm old and I'm spinning I'm fixing to die Spinning, I'm fixing to die. 
Thank you. <laughs> Freaking unreal. Unreal. Thank it you. is amazing, Mike. It is amazing how with the guitar and your voice, it fills up the whole space. It fills up the whole space, and that's always been amazing to me. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you very much for being here. Now, folks who are watching, uh, if they want to keep tabs on you, what Mike Leslie is doing. Where's Mike? Where's Mike? <laughs> if they want to keep tabs on you, how can they do that? Check on my Facebook, Facebook uh, Mike Leslie Artist page. I update that. I'm on Instagram, Mike Leslie Official. Uh, YouTube. I try to keep myself. I'm doing. I'm redoing all my online stuff right. Not redoing, just just updating everything. Give so, it a little facelift, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, gotta do it. Well, you're moving in an incredible yeah. direction, and all your all your uh, social outlets should reflect that. You know. Yeah. Uh, but thanks again for being here. Um, it has been amazing. And I'm sure we're going to see more of each other over the next uh, sure. uh, coming year. There's a lot of things going on in both of our lives that, that can intertwine. So thanks again, brother man. Thanks, Carol. I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Leslie, if I could hear the applause, I'm sure it would be <laughs> earth-shattering. It, it is awesome, you know, to be here in the NRM studios and to be able to witness stuff like that. I mean, the talent, the raw talent is, is, is unreal to me because everything I've done in my life has taken so much effort. And I know Mike's put in a lot of effort, but to watch him play, you know, I, I think it, it, they say you have to do something 10,000 hours to become an expert. 10,000 hours. I think Mike Leslie's played probably 20,000 hours because <laughs> he made it look, uh, again, like the fingers just move effortlessly, and it sounds like 14 guitars playing. But it's only one man. It's only one man. And you you now can listen to those two original Mike Leslie songs whenever you want here on NRM because we have them. Nobody else does. Nobody else does. You can't get them anywhere else. You can't get that anywhere else. You got some serious, serious inside information from a legendary rock star today. You found out. Broke his leg in half. He has a titanium leg. So uh, he's bionic. He basically <laughs> is bionic. You also found out he does phenomenal paintings. You found out that one of his first passions was skateboarding. And you also heard the story of how he ended up playing for the platinum recording artist Candlebox and played in front of 50,000, 50, kajillion, kabillion, who knows how many people. I mean, I've seen some pictures that it's a sea of heads as far as you can see. <laughs> so it, it, it's been an honor for me to be here and just try to steer Mike because we could talk for hours, for hours to inspire you, the viewer. If you're just listening to this, you, the listener, because this show is is here to inspire you to get off the damn couch. That's what the, sh the show is here for. And Mike Leslie is a perfect example of that. A perfect example of that. Of the inspiration and the journey that he took to get to where he is right now. And now it really is at square one. He's starting all over again and building a whole new brand and a whole yeah. new identity. And that's awesome. So thanks again for being here, Mike. I appreciate you, brother, Super man. Super grateful, man. Yeah, Thomas. it's been a good time. And, um, you know, who else I want to thank today is PKI Logistics because, you know, this show has been a dream of mine. And I've been building it 
building, building, building. And to be here is really sort of surreal for me to be sitting in these studios and be able to do a show like this. And PKI Logistics is a big, big reason why I can be here today with Mike Leslie and the future guests to come. Uh, amazing. Steven Estes, the owner, uh, he reached out and said, I want, I, I want to help any way I can, G. You're doing some good stuff. Can we help? And with that, they have they have really supported what I'm doing. So thank you to PKI Logistics. If you need to ship anywhere in the world, anywhere in the freaking world, you'd call them. And their number is 844-391-8819. And let them know you heard it here on the drop-in. Definitely let them know you heard it here because it's all about networking and helping helping each other out. You know, I help you, you help me. Let's all let's all go in a good direction. So thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, PKI. But with that, I want to say thank you all for tuning in today. It's been another amazing show, and and we're gonna be back next week with uh, J.R. Adams. It's gonna be an amazing show. Stunt man, freaking wrestler, gonna be phenomenal. So get back, tune in, and share this with everybody because let's make positivity go viral. Thank you very much, and I'll be back next week.